リンクスタート先輩先輩
I think it's great to start this next episode, episode two, by the way. Hi, welcome in. Uh, Good to talk to you all around the world. I wanted to start with something that I believe deserves to be talked about. I wanted to talk about an individual and a show itself that is skyrocketed above most of the other shows that are in the world and the eye view today. Because not only is it going to end the end of this year, beginning of the next year, this show is worldly known and renowned by so many people because of the sheer velocity of the escalating factors of how far and crazy this story has gone to where a young man and the main character in this show is not only bred and created to become something of a tool and a power structure, but is so genetically built different, he goes through time and space through memories to alter the future that he needs to build benefit himself his people and saving in the entirety of paradise islands as a whole bruh aaron yeager i'm gonna hit my chest and put this microphone close so you can hear it yeagerist till i die aaron yeager is one of the greatest anime characters i have ever seen in my life and i'm gonna go on record right now and say he deserves to be the first hybrid character that has definitively changed himself from a protagonist into an antagonist in the same freaking series come at me bros all you want i love reading people's comments when they say oh you're such an idiot you obviously never went to school and became indoctrinated you never went to a harvard and just became ignorant you should know better here's the definition read it yourself there's no possibility somebody can be a protagonist and an antagonist uh yeah i'm sure if we were to go back in the past you're the same person that was thinking to yourself there's no way we can fly we don't have wings (laughs) there's no way you can travel across the ocean we don't have anything to go across in it Uh uh-huh i'm sure keep limiting yourself keep bracketing yourself to words and definitions and let's see how far that gets you in your life let's see how far you succeed in keeping yourself boxed up and believing that your life is determined by words and verbatim because i'm gonna let you know something here real quick that's pretty scary because the definition in terms of words are always changing and they're always adding new words and here's a crazy one all these words are made up every single word i'm using right now to communicate with you is a made up principal word just to make sure we can understand one another there's no definitive of it stop living your life to words live your life to morals and values and the principle of what is right and good and expand outside of your own horizons go farther than you believe to be things of truth because that is where we start to grow as individuals so as i'm off my soapbox aaron yeager is unbelievable as a character and as i sat down went through everything back through the entirety of attack on titan the storyline and everything that's built up to this exact moment holy mother of god but before i continue Why don't I start you off nice and slow and get you a little bit in here because maybe you're somebody that's like, well, I've never watched Attack on Titan. I have no idea what the hell is even, what are attacking? Why are there Titans? What do you mean? Are they giant colossal robots? Well, they're kind of like mechs because if you think about it, a person is in the back of the nap, the nape, whatever they call it, the back of the nape of the neck and they're inside of there basically becoming a part of these giant humanoid bodies that pretty much are living because they have bones and muscle and blood. But anyways, what's so cool about this show attack on titan originally came out in 2013 and is still ongoing to this day 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 i absolutely love that by the way and when i used it in the first episode if you don't know where that's from that's from the boxing fight and this guy was super passionate because a reporter asked him a question and he got super hot look it up it's uh wilder and fury when you watch this guy and him talk about it he got so emotional he's like to this day to this day so it's always in my head and it keeps me passionate 
mention it too. It's still ongoing to this day. And this anime has exceeded expectations not only of myself, but the world. And that's why it is one of the most well-renowning anime and manga series because it sold over a hundred million copies. Like, and this is old statistics. I'm sure it's even higher now after these new fans getting in have seen up to the uh, second part of the final act of season four as we're in right now. And it probably want to know either what's happening or what the hell has gone on this entire time to read back through it. So it's unbelievable. And I know as we're here waiting for the third part of the final season, at the end of this podcast, I'm also going to make a prediction for you and tell you what I think is going to happen in the future of AOT, which I think nobody's going to see coming because I also think something is going to change in the ending. But I'll get to that at the end of this. That's called a tease in the radio industry. But AOT is so prestigious and so well-renowned throughout the world. Let me tell you why. AOT was nominated for 21 different awards and won 14 of them. That's insane because like the well-renowned movie across this glorious world we all live in together, Your Name by Makoto Shinkai, it was nominated for 26 and won 16 of those awards. So when I'm telling you that an anime series won 14 awards, just know how amazing that truly is. And the scope of what this show is so great because of the eclectic taste it brings you of the characters, the storyline, the sheer velocity and terror it brings you when you you first get introduced to not only the storyline and what is built up for it, but the female Titan herself when you first see her and the sheer terror and velocity of her power because she's basically a sentient being and everybody in this world up to this point thought Titans were just mindless. They were just running around naked people like <laughs> and they just wanted to eat you basically. That's all they thought they were, but it's so incredible how the story moves forward. I promise you I'm not going to spoil anything big, but I am going to touch on some pivotal things here. So don't trip. If you have haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I don't know what the hell you're waiting for, so I'm not really worried about you anyways. But there's so many things to get into. Let me take you to the beginning before I build up to the reason as why not only am I a Jaegerist till I die, but I believe in following Aaron till the death of time and to the end of all of us because this young man not only took a stand for everything he believes in and the people that are involved in his life, but he basically looked at the world, threw up two middle fingers, the birds to everybody, and said, come at me, bro, with his chest. He looked at every Everybody and said, I got you, even if y'all are going to hate me for this. And I'm going to move forward into the world as I know I need to, and not only defend every living Eldian that is in my peripheral and everybody that's around me, I'm going to protect every single person on Paradise Island to let them know this is the way and this is what I was built for. And y'all will never have to suffer again because guess what? We will rebuild if we need to. And if not, I will go to the extreme like. Kira in Death Note or Lelouch with Zero in uh, Code Geass and I will make myself the enemy of the world even to my own freaking people. That kind of stuff is so selfless and is so on another level it blows my freaking mind because really dome this up for a second. Can you imagine the fact of comparing somebody that seems very coincidental to this as a Jesus, for example, if you're not religious or anything like that, or don't know the story of Jesus Christ, basically the son of God came to his people to sacrifice himself, to give his blood for the sin of men, to let all the people know, just believe in me, follow me and all your sins are forgiven, yada, 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 basically. And he sacrificed himself and got crucified. You can't tell me the type of path that Aaron Yeager is going on. Isn't even close to that kind 
kind of a comparison. That is unbelievable to me. Can you really think about the self-sacrifice that takes to not only push away every living person that's around you that you love and care for and would kill yourself for, but the fact that you have to become the enemy of them the entire world and look like you have lost your mind, that you're bonkers, that you're bat blanker crazy? Can you understand how unbelievable that is and how well-written of a character this kid is that from his earlier days, the things he went to, to the end point of where he is at at this exact moment, now starting the rumbling and how everything is moving forward, it is unreal. And you want to know why I love this show so much? Do you want to know why I love Aaron Yeager so much? Do you want to know why I love all of these secondary characters and how well this is built up? Especially to this moment, we're about to see a lot of people uh, hit the music. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the... Yeah, this is one thing I wish more shows did. I wish a lot of these shows would have pivotal characters, if not more of the main characters themselves, die. I need death to be a real part of this reality because I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. A lot of animes don't do that to not only their main characters, the main supporting cast, but the people that are close to him that are very much so a part of the entirety of the story. One that I can think of is Demon Slayer. Good luck if you're hoping for one of the main characters to drop off. I just don't like the fact that these shows are so redundant in the fact that they make it a Disney happy lovey-dovey ending. No, that's not life. None of us are going to get out of this life alive. So why is it that we live in a world where these anime shows that have the makings of greatness and to stand up up above the rest on a tower of all of these animes below them to stand up on a mantle and to look down and say this is why I'm here this is exactly everything y'all could have been but you cheaped out you got scared, you got cold feet, and you couldn't do it. You couldn't kill off main characters because you were too scared of the backlash or what would happen to you. You know what I say? Let them drop. Let the bodies hit because we've gotten to such an extraneous length through a show by the way through a show where people are dying constantly around us. A lot of secondary characters they bring in or that are close to us, or even like, for example, Aaron's mom. Aaron's mom literally gets eaten by a titan in front of him? Bruh, when Wall Maria gets stormed, because this story starts extremely fast, you get introduced to Aaron, you get introduced to Armin, you get introduced to Mikasa, and I love Armin, by the way, because I always envision myself sitting and looking at Armin with like a little funny meme, and there's just this giant head of a titan just with an open mouth, and he just puts his arm in, and then he pulls it out, and then it closes, and it's arm out, arm in, arm out. Arm in, arm out. But anyways, <laughs> he's with his two friends. They live inside of this wall, Maria. You have really no idea what's going on or the scope of the storyline or what the heck they're going through, but there's some kind of titans on the outside of this wall, and everybody's bonkers and scared of what the heck's out there and what they're trying to do because they just want to eat people. Well, unfortunately, a colossal titan pops out of nowhere, kicks in the wall. The armored titan is a part of it as well. He creates more of damage to break into more further in, and these titans start to storm inside of here, and all hell and havoc is loose upon this poor village and this is literally within the first episode couple episodes like it's unreal to see how much death and decay instantly hits you like it reminds me of almost a goblin slayer where if you haven't seen this yet i'm sorry to do this to you but the beginning of goblin slayer is pretty rough it is probably if i ever did a top five first episode animes that will leave you distraught uh yeah Goblin Slayer might be number one, because within that first episode, uh, some unfortunate adventurers go into a cave to hunt goblins because they think goblins are so weak and pathetic, but they find out really quickly, maybe goblins are a little bit smarter than any of them presumed to be, and then not only do they kill a lot of the party members and poison them, they take advantage of another one, and they kind of... 
ooh, they do some naughty things to her, and you kind of see a lot of it, too. So it's it's really bad. It's really bad. That's why it says, viewer discretion advised. <laughs> it's very bad. The same thing happens here. You see these titans running through this village and just picking up women, children, army men, the whether it be the survey corps, the garrison, the military police. They just pick up these people and start chomping on them like pezzes from a pen. They're just literally... Crunch, crunch. And you know what's crazy? Y'all don't even know this. You know how terrifying that is from somebody who thinks about it from an outside perspective? Can you imagine these 10, 12, 20, whatever, how eight foot, whatever, however big you think they are, these massive people who are butt naked, just completely butt naked in their birthday suit that have no sentient ability to talk or communicate that all they want to do is eat you. That is terrifying. And a lot of them are smiling. They're smiling the entire time. That's some Hannibal Lecter stuff. Can you imagine? He's literally looking at you. Hello, Clarice. Don't eat me. <laughs> like that's, that is petrifying. And so they're storming in here. They're eating everybody. And Eden is with his friends and they're trying to find his mama bear. They go back to the house where she's at and the house collapsed on her and she's stuck. Only half her body's sitting out and they're trying to get her out. And of course this Titan sees them and starts walking towards them. And thankfully this guy comes out of the sky one of the guys that's part of, I think, the survey corps or the, the garrison, whatever it was. I think he was the garrison. Swoops them up and runs away. And Aaron has to watch this female titan pick up his mother and eat her in front of him. Bruh, I don't care who you are. I don't care how tough you are. I don't care how badass you might think you are. Hey, Bison 951 Holmes, what's up? I don't care if you come from the hood. I don't care if you come from the bougie area. I don't care if you've seen people die in front of you. To watch your mother be eaten by a titan in front of you is a whole different breed of something I wish not even on my enemies. That was petrifying. And to see this kid go through this, to mold and evolve into the theory of what happens afterwards is pure and utter poetry. Did I set the stage up enough for you there? Did I start to make a little bit of a case and give you a doorway, a little glance into what I'm trying to build up here for you, the set premise of this story? Not only did I tell you this show is definitely an award-winning show, has been going on for over eight to nine years now, but is so well-known and well-renowned, it has so many copies sold, the premise of it itself is utterly breathtaking breathtaking and i even haven't talked about aaron yet it's insane to me to think about how much is included with all of this so aaron yeager if you must know <laughs> is the main protagonist to this story he is the main focal point of everything so sadly after he did see his mother get eaten by this titan he decided with his friends and the hatred he built up towards these titans and the devastation, destruction they do, he literally promised himself in that moment to wipe out every single titan from the face of the earth. Can you believe that? It's literally unbelievable to me. And then what's really crazy, you add his dad into all this, which his name is Grisha, Grisha Jaeger, and this dude literally gave his son a key to a basement and was like, you must find it at any cost necessary, and freaking gets injected with his titan serum, and his own father turns him into to a freaking titan bruh yes here's a fun one people can turn into titans that's what gets crazy with this story this is within the first season don't say i'm spoiling again if you haven't watched it till now shame on you this man literally infects his own son with this titan ability and turns him into one are you kidding me come on that's unbelievable to me because they have this whole thing that they want to retake wall maria since it was broken into and all of this it's just oh, crazy 
So as this progresses, Aaron, Mikasa, and Armin, the three amigos, they set off forward and they want to join in the training corps. They want to get into this and they want to be a part of all of it. So they all join the survey corps. And if you need to know the difference between all of it, there's three different types of tier settings. There's the survey corps, which are the military guys that go outside of the wall. So they're the ones that either go on adventures or kind of like, you know, say you're like in a military battle or something like that. And you have to go kind of landscape or peruse and see what's the enemy location and stuff. You're kind of like, not like a spot but kind of like a guy that just kind of go checks out what's going on there an observer if one would say then there's the garrison those are the ones that stay inside of the walls and protect and serve and keep you know basically the succinctness and the sanity within the walls and its people to keep the order and then there's the military police and those are like the top of the top kind of class elites and graduates that get to go into this and they're basically like you know part of the royal family or whoever's the servants or whatever it may be but that's kind of the base premise of where they can go into and as they joined into it that's where they decided to go into the survey corps to start to find out exactly what's going on out there what's happening and Annan was very inspired also by hearing the stories of the ocean hearing the stories of this great landmass of water that just goes on and on forever and you can't even see the end of it like and you can see that after the stuff he's been through and then this newfound ambition and this set revenge that he set within his heart for destroying all of the titans leaving this world and trying to get outside of the walls because he's such a hard-headed strong-willed passionate impulsive character and he's so strong determined in his protection of mankind and eventually is equally strong determination to escape from the walls like it's crazy to see how he evolved as a character and there was even a moment that I'm remembering now where he actually had a fight with his mother when he was a child and argued with her about how he wanted to join the survey corps and she said it was so dangerous and everything and I still remember he literally mouthed off to her and said it's silly it's so silly and he literally compared all of the villagers around him who are just so sedative and comfortable living this basic life as livestock he literally saw them as just people who were just being used and it's it's hard to argue with him how is it that in a society where people are so comfortable to be lied to to be manipulated and to be used and to be locked up in these walls and never told exactly what's going on out there why are these titans even existing why are we even a part of the situation he had ambition he wanted to find out he wanted to push forward through all this and that is something that i look for in a character somebody that wants to test the bounds of what he is told somebody who has ambition ambitious somebody who wants to challenge the sanctity of his own morals and values and who was born so different he can understand it takes somebody who's tough and that can push forward it's amazing to me and you might even sit here and argue and be like well aaron doesn't care about his friends later in the show he puts mikasa's life in danger all of his other friends he's not he doesn't care about his friends really you really want to say that? Aaron cares so deeply for his friends and family, he literally risks harm and even death in order to protect them. Okay? Literally took on a bully that was fighting Armin that was more massive than him, and he ended up getting his face kind of punched in pretty hard because of it, but he didn't care. He stood up for what was right. He loved his friends and family, and he knew he had to be the leading force. He had to be the lion within the sheep's dome. He had to lead the lionesses almost. He had to be that figure. And how about the fact, as I explained with his mother, when his mother was crushed on the rumble, he tried to lift up the entire house off of his mother during the Titan assault. Like, literally people are frantically running saving them lives this man ran head first into the disaster to save his freaking mother you want me to keep continuing why not i'll keep going aaron is even capable by the way of displaying violent behavior in defense to people 
He didn't even know. You want to know why I say that? Well, it's highlighted when he attempted to rescue Mikasa by brutally slaughtering two people in this human traffickers. These literal people who were trafficking humans captured her, and he killed them to save her. Bruh. This character from day one was built different. You ain't gotta be somebody that sees a lot and understands a lot. You can see somebody and instantly know right away, homie is built different. Homie just knew. And as soon as he figured out about all of this stuff about the outside world, he developed a scornful attitude towards anyone that was content with living and dying within these walls. Again, he sees them as cattle. This is pivotal in you understanding the premise of why Aaron has built up to who he is today. There's a lot of people here that I know that are listening right now that probably have a lot of hatred towards Aaron. Trust me, there's a lot of stuff that pops off towards the end of this of him becoming somebody who's committing genocide now on the entire world because of the rumbling. He has almost seen as somebody who sacrificed his own people, betrayed them, went to the opposite side with his brother Zeke, who's a part of the other people who have always been fighting back and forth with him, which are from Marley. You have no idea how many people want to skew and determine this man's name for everything he had to do because it's so easy for us as outsiders to sit here and to look at this young man and say, oh, terrible. Terrible. How could he dare do that? What a disgusting piece of tard. How can you sacrifice so many people's lives for the few? There is no way anyway sacrificing the many for the few is ever justified. Really? Really? Yeah, I bet that's easy for you in your ivory tower sitting down watching this all hellhole just be played out in front of you, while those in the trenches who have to make split-moment decisions don't have time to sit back and to just... Uh, debate like we do as I'm sitting here with you. Oh, it's so easy for me to sit here and tell you what I need to be you to believe. But in factuality, I'm explaining to you the entirety of what the hell this young character had to go through and why he is so amazing to me and captivating. It is unbeknownst to me that anybody can justifiably look at Eren Jaeger and not only say to themselves, I would never be a Jaegerist. What terrorist? How dare he threaten the entire world? Oh, okay. Let's say your family was the one going through it. Let's say everybody you have known, met in your life, that has been custom to you. Uh, let's say you have all your family and friends, your girlfriend, your wife, your kids, anything and everything. Everybody who's attached to your life that's ever been a part of it that you care for are all brutally, unjustifiably portrayed as the enemies of the entire world. And on the other side of this globe, may I tell you, these other places that these people that you are a part of where they live outside of Paradise Island are kept in concentration camps, basically treated like third rate citizens underneath the slum and crap of the world and are all looked at as the enemies of the entire world because of something they didn't even ask for, for the fact that they were given something that nobody wanted because of the ancestral torture that his founding, like the original lady that got the Titan power, I'm, her name escapes me right now. You guys have no idea how far back this goes. So as I'm explaining to you, it is so easy from us, from an outside perspective, to sit there, look forward and say, terrible. You're disgusting. How dare you do that? You will never know the entirety of somebody's story. You want to know why I say that? You will never be able to be 100% of the time with someone their whole life, nor the beginning to wherever you met them. You don't know if they didn't get the hug when they needed it the most. You don't know if their parents weren't there to tell you I'm proud of you or to support them when they needed it the most. You don't know if they didn't have food to fill their bellies and they had to do some extraneous, some disgusting, and even some torturous stuff to their own selves just to survive and get by. We will never know the hardships people go through, but some reason and for some way, we all feel like we're the Supreme Court justices and can sit up here and define other people's life and to say what the heck they need to go through or how condemned they need to be for what they suffered for. How dare we? 
How dare we as people, and especially for Aaron Yeager, sit here and justifiably say that. Y'all are lucky and so privileged that my ass never became a lawyer because I would have been on that stage with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. It would have been over in a day. Are you kidding me? I would have berated this girl. Are you? Oh, my God. I would have. (laughs) Y'all have no freaking idea. Okay, but let me pause. And now I'll continue because I had to catch my breath. Aaron has to go through so much throughout the entirety of these seasons that not only does he become somebody in the survey corps, not only does he see a lot of these people he gets close to as heroes and as true people who are trying to make a change and change the way that this world works, you get introduced to characters like Levi, somebody who is the top dog that literally, when he has his 1v1 fight with the Beast Titan, bruh, I don't care who you are, good luck defeating Levi. Even if Godzilla himself had to fight Levi, I might be looking towards towards Levi on that one. And I love Godzilla, by the way, but I'm just saying, y'all don't understand how crazy Levi is. He is literally that gnat on steroids with Arnold Schwarzenegger abilities, but the fast movement of a cheetah combined with the speed of light. Like, if that ain't the best description I can give for Levi, y'all ain't gonna have her get a better one, okay? So he gets introduced to all these characters. He moves forward with the story. They eventually find out that they had traitors within themselves where people that he respected and looked up to just manipulated and used him, thus increasing his hatred for the world outside and these people who wanted to demonize and kill their people. He finally starts to leave the island, goes to this other side. This is way fast forward, by the way. I'm skipping a lot of stuff because I don't want to talk about all of it. But he finally goes to the other side of the world, plays a prisoner of war, gets close to Zeke, understands everything, sees what's going on. There's this whole council meeting that's going on on this island, by the way, while he's there, where all of these worldly leaders are getting together, and this guy that's giving this poetic um, speech to the whole world literally is telling everybody, we are going to go back to Paradise Island and destroy all of them because we need the founding Titan power to stop everything that's going on. It's unfreaking real to me. It's unreal. And you know what Aaron does? He goes ape all by himself across the world. And he fights, steals the power that he needs from the Titan that's there, fights for himself. Can you keep this in mind? He's fighting against everybody on his own. So now the founding Titan power, he eventually gets the Warhammer Titan power, okay? It's unreal. This homie literally has three powers of Titans inside of him now. And he uses it because his friends finally come to save him. And as he goes back, he has Zeke with him. And now he has to manipulate Zeke as Zeke is trying to actually have Aaron join his side because he thinks Aaron is on his side and eventually just going to make it to where every single person that's on Paradise Island, all of their people... It's almost like euthanizing his people because basically he wanted to do this thing where none of them can have children anymore. Children, bruh. I can't think of the term off the top of my head, but it's basically like what their plan was to do was to basically give all of their people a vasectamine so nobody can have kids anymore to basically end their race slowly. So that way, there's no reason for the world to fight them anymore, no reason for the world to hate them anymore if they no longer exist. It's basically, in my opinion, like holding up the white flag and saying, you know what? We cave in. We will cave in for this whole hellhole that everyone else has thrown us into. We'll wave the white flag and basically we'll say, we surrender, we give up, y'all win. And that's what Zeke basically wanted Aaron to be on board with and to agree with. But you know why I respect Eden so much? Eden never faltered. Even in situations that I skipped over really quickly because I'm not trying to focus too much on the show itself, but he went through so many situations. And as you get closer to where we're caught up now in the final season, through season three and four, 
He's doing a lot of things to push people away from him and ultimately changing his viewpoint of himself and the world around him to where he became so stoic, everybody thought he completely lost his way and turned into a different man. But what if I told you this entire time he knew who he was and all he was trying to do was separate himself from the emotions and feelings he had for everybody around him so that he could continue on this path he knew he had to ultimately do because let me tell you something, there was no other choice for Eden. It was either he he does this thing with Zeke and he basically makes it so where no other child will ever be born of his people and ending their entire race or you stand up and fight. You tell me what you would do. You tell me what stance you would take and which way you would fight. That is why I'm a Jaegerist till I freaking die. My chest hurts from that. You guys have no idea how powerful this is and I get goosebumps. I have chills on my arms thinking about what this guy had to not only suffer through, the whole buildup I've been giving you to on all of this, and the fact he has to still push forward and fight against every living person in the world and his own people who go against him when he starts the rumbling. Are you following me on this? This is the whole prophetic reason of, as I said, the story of Jesus. Christ if you look into it or any other anime character that you follow something like Lelouch I'm just explaining to you there is so much more to this stop being misguided stop being one-sided stop seeing this from just an outside point of view look at Aaron Yeager's character as a whole if you can justifiably still sit here after everything that I've presented to you and I still have more by the way everything this man has shown you because you know when you're in the uh, the judge room and you're explaining stuff you have to save your good stuff for the end because before the jurors go back and they come to their decision, you can't sit here and look at Aaron Yeager and justifiably say he is in the wrong. He had no other choice. If you're somebody who is very comfortable with just holding up the white flag, sitting down and saying, I can't kill for others because, you know, it's just not right. Okay, then there's a simple term for you. It's called kill or be killed. It doesn't make you a killer. Let's have a fun analogy here for you, okay? Let's say you're in your house. Somebody breaks in and they have a gun and they could end up killing either you, your wife, your kids, somebody, and you have a gun and can stop him. Are you telling me you're not gonna stop them? Of course you're not. You're gonna do what you have to do. And even if you wanna go above and beyond and say, I wouldn't kill him, I'd, I'd disarm him, I'd shoot him in the legs, whatever it is. Okay, fine. But say there was no other way. It's either him or you. You wanna know where I bring this up to? Let's go to Vash the Stampede. Let's go to Trigun. Vash the Stampede is one of my favorite protagonists of all time. I have him up there with Aaron Yeager. You want to know why I say that? Vash the Stampede never wanted to kill anything. When there was a spider attacking a butterfly or a moth, whatever was trapped in his web, and they had to sit there, and his other brother was like, only one can live and the other one has to die. Who are you saving? Who are you killing? He said, neither. I want to save both of them because I don't believe in killing or being killed. I want everybody to keep going forward. I don't believe in taking life. And guess what happens to Vash? Take a guess. I loved his outlook. I would have done the same thing, but guess what happens to him? There's literally this enemy that's constantly chasing him, and he gets him to this point where he captures people who are close to Vash, has them at gunpoint, and is ready to kill them, and literally tells Vash, this is a simple thing for you to decide here, Vash. I want you to go against everything you stand for and everything you believe, because if you don't, everyone you know will die. So guess what happens? Take a guess. As that man is literally standing there with a gun pointed at the heads of the people he loves and a gun sitting in front of Vash, he literally tells Vash, kill me or watch everybody you know be killed. Vash protects them and kills him and goes against everything he stands for. 
Do you know how hard that is and how much that probably broke Vash? It wells me up inside to even think about how much you have to push somebody to the edge of their own beliefs and values to just make them choose and give them no ultimatum because who in their right mind is going to sit there and watch the people he loves be killed in front of him are you kidding me you're insane then if you do that i literally question who you are as a person that is selfish not selfless selfless means you give up everything you believe to protect the ones you love for their benefit not yours vash didn't benefit from that the selfish choice would have him to be saying well i can't kill him so I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all shouldn't have got caught. No, Vash isn't selfish. He was selfless. Aaron Yeager is not selfish. He is selfless. There is no reason you cannot have self in selflessness. Remember that. There's a reason why there's self in selfish and self in selflessness. He is selfless because this young man understands himself and put himself as the focal point, as sacrifice for everything he loves. Aaron Yeager is the greatest of greats in this aspect and one of the most definitive characters. And I'm telling you this, and this is why I'm going on record before any of this last season comes out, because I promise you, I've heard rumors and I've heard what people have said about Aaron simping out. I've heard people talk about Aaron gets cold feet when he finally talks to Mikasa towards the end and expresses his love for her. And then he basically can't go through with it. I know in my heart of hearts, I have not read the ending. I don't care to, I will not look it up because I am so invested in what this young man has done, the writer and what he is creating for all of us to enjoy. I truly believe in my heart, Aaron wants to be stopped. Aaron has no choice other than this and Aaron wants the world to stop him. And guess what? Just like Lelouch, he's going to be able to bring the world together. He already did. Look at how the ending of part two went in the final season. Look how he brought Marlins, Eldians, everybody together from Marley and Paradise Island to work together when they were constantly trying to kill each other, mind me. They were all sitting together at a freaking campfire eating food and got all of their hostility and everything out with one another. And guess what? Yeah, a lot of the people from Paradise Island that are very close to Aaron, they're killing their own people now to stop Aaron from what he's doing. Uh, you tell me that this young man is not breaking through everything now to bring people together. Aaron Yeager is doing more than any of us can even fathom. And there is so much more Aaron has done that I'm sure I have overlooked. I am not perfect, nor will I ever be. And there is no reason for me to bring up any of the other stuff. I know there was people that was saying something about him with Mikasa at one time and he didn't protect her or something, whatever it is. I don't care. I'm looking at the facts of what's in front of me. The fact of the matter is where we're left off at, whatever happens to Aaron right now, whichever direction he goes, if he decides to get cold feet and lets the world kill him, if he decides to keep moving forward, kill the entire world besides his people, and then eventually just dies off or just outcasts himself after it and goes full Simone from Gurren Lagan and just exiles himself like Obi-Wan Kenobi because I have too much power. I don't know what he's going to do, and I frankly do not care. For me, and this is how I live my life, and this is how I enjoy animes as a whole, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And this journey I took with Aaron Yeager, I don't care where we end up now, we could end up in the middle of nowhere, no gas, no food, and on death's door, I would look at him and tell him, thank you so much. You did so much, and just know, I appreciate it, man. You did what you could, and know that it was loved. Oh, you don't understand how much this impassions me and how much this just boils my blood to know that there's people who legitimately hate on Aaron for what he's doing. Y'all really are so minute and your focus is so level on the ground. Elevate yourself. 
Put yourself in that position. Have empathy. Have compassion. Understand what this young man had to go through on his own to defend his people. Every situation he's going through, everything has built up to this one definitive moment. And by God Almighty, I stand with him. Jaegerist till I die. Oh, I love Aaron. I'm sure you've gotten that to this point. And again, fine. I understand your side. I understand you want to say it's wrong. I understand that you can say a no case situation is genocide okay. We don't need to have that discussion. That is the dumbest argument in my opinion. Who in their right mind is going to sit here and be like, well, you know, if we really talk about it, it really does not make sense. Yeah, of course not. But we're not put in a situation where you have only one of two choices. We can logistically choose for ourselves on the outside. It's that easy. We always can make a better decision from a higher standpoint, but by gosh almighty, Aaron Yeager did everything he could. And the fact he manipulated time and space from the beginning of his birth all the way up till now to manipulate his father through all of their memories and actions and even convince Zeke that he had more power than he truly did and Aaron even convincing the original Titan herself to give him the power so he can end all of this? Oh, what a guy. (laughs) (laughs) And I end my case, Your Honor. I leave it all on the stand for you, and you, the jury, decide for yourself. And if you still do not stand with Aaron Yeager, I have so many of our uniforms ready for you to stand proudly as our Yeager selves to defend him till the end of time itself. Well... Good luck on the other side because uh, he's coming for you. (laughs) So it's okay. The best part about this is as human beings, we can have a debate. We can have a discussion. This is healthy. Let me tell you this, by the way, real quick. This is an important life lesson because I'm going to sprinkle some in here with you like a salt babe. It's not healthy to be in an echo chamber of your own beliefs surrounded by people who think the same as you and never challenge you on your thoughts because if you do do that, you become a part of the problem today. The reason why media is so divisive and why so many people are restrained to their own political beliefs, their own personal beliefs, and they will fight and demonize their own people to where on holidays, when people are locked up, and even when they had their own quote-unquote statuses and everything, let's go to COVID, that they literally pushed away their own family because people told them to. Follow yourself. Choose for yourself. Be close to others and be open to a different opinion. It's not life-threatening. I've already told you this. Stop fearing death. It's not to be feared. It's a part of everything. Just like in this show, it's important to have major characters die, which is another reason why I love the show, by the way. So many characters are going to drop off towards this last part. I have no doubt. And a bunch have already dropped off. Super excited. I love every part of it keep growing as a person. So before I get out of here, because I'm very out of energy now because of how much I just put into that 40 minute span for you there, I want to give you a little bit of a theory I have and give you a thing that I want to predict about what might be coming forward. So before I tell you my prediction, there's a show called Neon Genesis Evangelion. And in this show, The ending was so unwell received, it was literally right down the middle. There were people who loved it. This is funny, just like politics we were talking about. There was people who loved it or utterly hated it. It was so confrontational and made such a divisiveness within the anime culture and community. There were people that were so invested to the story and loved it and were so connected to it. When the ending hits in that show, by the way, and if I don't know if you haven't seen it yet, I won't spoil it, but I'm going to give you a little bit here. The way that show ends has nothing to do with the story at all. But you know what it was all about? Finding oneself and understanding you are in control of everything. No matter how much the world around you might be going to crap, might be destroying itself, these people, friends, relationships, 
You are the captain of your own ship. And the hardest thing for any of us to do in this life is to accept ourselves and to look in the mirror, like MJ once said, and start with the man in the mirror or the woman. It was unreal. And I absolutely loved the ending. I love it. It's one of my favorite endings of all time right now because, again, it's not about the destination. It's the journey. And the way we got to that point to sit back and reflect and hear what the ending was, breathtaking. And so many people could not understand what the point of it was. They sent the director, writer, I'm spacing on his name, death threats and literally said, how dare you? I hate you. Kill yourself. Literally the worst of worst people did to express their frustration because they didn't like it. It didn't happen how they wanted to. I'm selfish. No, be selfless. Understand that writers, authors, producers, musicians, they're expressing to you their version of things. They're expressing to you what they're going through. This is their outlet of giving you an art form to connect with you on their level. That's why we love music so much in our culture because music has a way of expressing and explaining and also feeling things that we can't do ourselves. There's a lot of the times we cannot express ourselves in a way we wish to, but music has a way of doing it with the symphony, with the lyrics and the rhythm and the heart and passion behind it. It's the same thing with animes and why I love them and why I'm so invested in them. This show, I'm going on a limb right now with Attack on Titan. I have no doubts in my mind that I feel truly he might change the ending. I know it sounds crazy. I'm going on file to say it now. I truly believe he is going to change the ending, and I hope it's for this the good reason and not the bad. I think he's going to change it because, one, I think he has heard everybody's moans and cries and bickerings and probably doesn't want to have an Evangelion ending, which is fine. I hate to think that, but that's fine. But I think he might have evolved as a person. It's been a long time since this has started, since it has ended, since the manga series. I think he personally might change it to not only fit a little bit better of the narrative behind it, but to totally change it so people don't know what's coming. I think that's why it's being taken so long to now release. I thought it was going to be a movie. I thought they were going to step it up and do like a whole kind of Mugen Train thing since the movies are doing so well and put together this final collage for us and invest super money so we could go see and sit in a theater, have popcorn and go into these dope ass theaters with these great sound systems and just envelop into the ending, which I still think is possible. I hope they do it a movie, but they might not. But I think he is going to change something about the ending. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's going to be big or not, but I think he's going to go off script. I think he's going to go different than the manga is, and I think he'll change something about how it happens to either Aaron, Mikasa, the rumbling. I think something is going to change. In my heart of hearts, I think he's going to do something different to shock us all, and God knows, I hope he does. Even if it's small or even if it's grand, I don't know, and frankly, I don't care because I am on board. My guy, this is your Baby, this is your creation. This is your gift. I am merely a fan and a patriot of your artwork and saying, I stand with you, baby. Woo! Be ready for that. That is my prediction. I truly think something is going to change at the end of this show. I don't know what it is, but I think we're going to be in for a surprise. Maybe something like quintessential quintuplets where he doesn't end up with the girl that we all think he does. Maybe he chooses somebody else. Maybe with this show, Aaron does something we'll never expect, and then everyone's going to freaking jump on board with me and be like, Aaron Yeager, amazing! I can't believe it! He's the first protagonist antagonist! 
excuse my voice there but <laughs> that's how i feel people sound when they try to just debate you for no reason even though they don't factually believe anything they're just believing what they're told so they're like there's no way it's protagonist and antagonist yeah you can be it's called a hybrid that's why there's an indica and a sativa you combine it together and make something new oh you can tell my frustration man this was uh on my chest for a little bit and actually this is actually the first tiktok video i did for the anime senpai tiktok and it blew up it's the only video that i have that's over like thirty thousand plays and everybody was commenting on it everybody was jumping in and saying thank you for standing up thank you for defending aaron the a the aaron yeager hate has been too far too much yeager is till i die and all these people were expressing how much they loved aaron yeager and you know what that proved to me there's a lot of people out there that don't have the voice to say it and need somebody to guide that for them so jump on my swole back that's why i lift five times a week and i've gained all this mass baby i'm carrying us poppy Woo! slide in my dms tell me your size i will send you a uniform baby yeagerus till we die ah <laughs> oh man i love you guys thank you for being a part of this family man it's such a trip to see where this is gonna go and just have fun with this i loved every second of this by the way i'm literally i'm sweating my pits are really sweaty right now <laughs> but i hope everybody got a little bit of a different opinion on this and uh please if you are not in the discord channel yet i highly recommend you join our discord because there's a complete section that's called podcast thoughts podcast talk podcast chat it's there for us to go back and forth on this and i cannot freaking wait to hear what you guys thought about my defense for aaron yeager my views on aaron yeager the whole entirety of attack on titan and what you think about him as a whole because i would love to see your outlook i need to see why people think differently on this or why you believe something because guess what that's the beauty of life baby is all the different flavors and spices i want a taste of yours that's why i love food <laughs> if you haven't yet please follow us on all major platforms um we are on youtube now i'm about to start this week the instagram reels on tiktok i have so many videos i have six already in drafts that are going to drop this week on youtube i'm going to start doing the shorts as well as a new video coming out this week as well there is so much in the works and all also, if you're listening to this, I'm going to give you a little secret. I'm working on day one shirts right now, and these are only going to be for a limited time, and I'm only printing them once. So I'm going to give some time for the show to build a little bit up, so a couple more weeks. I'm going to drop these shirts, and they look so dope, by the way. I'm only going to print enough for whoever wants one. So if you would like one, please get in the Discord and be a part of the family for when I announce it, and stay tuned. Thank you for everybody who's been a part of this at the beginning, for being a day one, for supporting the show, from coming over from wherever you have and i need to shout someone out because i only have one episode on apple podcast right now and somebody already commented on there and left a review so i need to read this and give you a shout out where it's due to drew crew gaming you commented the first one on apple podcast and you said five stars next step is the title first weeb nation and now you are an anime senpai can't wait for every monday well, guess what, my guy? Neither can I. And as your anime senpai, I stand up, I put my fist on my chest, and I say, Jaegerist out, baby. Thank you guys for staying a while and listening. Thank you for being a part of this family, this friendship, and this bond. And next week, you can look forward to me giving you my top anime movies of all time. And I'm going to give you five of them with some honorable mentions. And also, I'm going to shock you with something I have to say about a certain other couple of movies that I believe are over 
bleeping hyped. And also, they're only going to be one-shots, not off of anime series, because that's cheating, because then I would just have the SAO, Sword Art Online Progressive Arc one, because I love SAO so much. No, no, no. Only one-shots, baby. So thank you guys so much. I love you, and you already know how we do this when we send off every time. Anime Senpai, out! Senpai! Senpai!